Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. We're going to do a show today that people have been asking for for a couple of years. We sent out an invitation to folks in our insiders group. People have been asking for some Q&A on whether it be personal growth and other related topics. And so today we're going to take your question. So those of you who responded to the invitation on the Insiders Group, it's your chance to ask a question. Hey, Brian, it's Scott Wurzbacher from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, bud, how you doing? I'm doing great. What's your question today? I've attended a lot of your events, and you always ask the question, who in the audience has some untapped potential? Mm-hmm. And I feel like my hand is always the first one up in the air. Maybe I'm not alone. Maybe everybody feels that way. But my question for you is, I do feel that untapped potential. But I also have been a student of yours for a long time, and I've been committed to personal growth. And I'm just curious. I'm extremely grateful and appreciative of where I am in my life. I have a great life. And I just wonder, where is the balance between appreciation for what you have and a striving for a burning desire and a goal that you have? Oh, that's a great question. Great question. And I think it's balancing drive and ambition, striving and contentment at the same time. I I think that's a lifelong game. I have the lifelong struggle with that myself, Scott. I mean, you know, if someone came and followed me around and saw my life and lifestyle and this and that and the other, you know, they might have trouble understanding why I get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> you know, the big thing is ultimately, you know, the French call it a, a raison d'etre. You know, what's your purpose, your your reason for existence? And I think we go through phases and we grow through phases of that, you know, where maybe you get into business. So what business are you in, Scott? Uh, I'm a realtor. Great. I'm a, I have a real estate company. Great. And how many years are you doing that? Coming up on 17 years, Brian. Great. So if you think about it, when you first got your license and the anticipation and nervousness trying to pass a test and then you get into the business and you're you're hoping to make a sale, you're hoping to find a customer, you're hoping to do well and then you start, oh my gosh, maybe I can support my family and then a little bit more and a little bit more and I would imagine 17 years of this, you've had you know quite a growth path and some days better than others and sometimes maybe capping out. But I think as you go through it, you get a chance to find out, okay, If I wasn't getting paid for this, would I do it? Or if I wasn't getting paid for it, what part of this would I do? Or if I wasn't getting paid for it, which customers would I still want to serve no matter what? And I think that's the key as you still look at this. And then you can have your own personal goals. You can have your own personal ambitions, whether it's increasing your revenue, buying investment real estate, doing those kinds of things. So let me ask you the question. You know, you've had 17 years of this. What's your favorite part of the business? Absolute favorite. It's the growth. It's the growth. It's the connection with the people. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's the combination of those two things. Sure. And it's also the freedom. It's also the freedom. And sometimes the business, it'll kind of lock you down and make you not feel free. And so, you know, I, I've got this freedom, but sometimes it's not there. Sure. Well, I mean, when you're totally free, you can be in bondage, right? Because you have a job, but you don't have a job. You have a boss, but you don't have a boss, you know? So the other part of this is, you know, the dynamic of the business you're in, it often doesn't feel like growth because it's not like you get a promotion it's not like you're moving up the corporate ladder and it's often the external validation is not often there 
And so for those of us who are self-employed, we have to find other parts of the game that make sense for us. And it can be, uh, I'm going to grow my database by this. I'm going to grow my number of transactions by this. I'm going to increase my average sales price. For me, I started having a game within the game, which was I would go, okay, my best year ever, I sold 127 homes. But the following year, my game was how many homes can I sell if I work 30 hours a week? And I had a game within the game to see how many. And I sold 87 homes but I increased my average sales price and I actually made more money than the previous year. So there was a game within the game. There's certain growth patterns now in real estate with teams or doing those kinds of things. So there's game within the game. The other dynamic I would say is on the personal growth front is one of the greatest ways, and I think the best way, to actually analyze your personal growth is to journal. Because when you journal and you write down, you know, this is what I did, this is what I thought, this is how I felt, and you go back and read that, you'll see that things that you used to struggle with, you don't struggle with anymore. And when you read your old journals, it can be very elevating that it kind of gives you an insight into how far you've come, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. I've started doing that thanks to you, and now I'm just trying to build up a little history so I can start learning from myself. Great. Well, as we finish here, I would say this. The fact that you're still first on this call, the fact that you're still showing up at the events, the fact that 17 years in, you're still grinding, that is all the essence of people that ultimately fulfill their potential. And remember, your potential is potentiated when the pine box is closed or, you know, when, when we go into the big barbecue grill. You follow me? So you're still in the game. You're still fighting, biting, scratching, clawing, and you're asking some pretty high-level questions. So I have no worries about you, man. You're on a great path. So thanks for joining us today, Scott. Who's next? Brian, I have a question that came in on the Ask Brian platform on our website. We have a question from Dan Ranker. Brian, I'm struggling finding my main goal or purpose. What advice would you have for me to find my true purpose? Well, there you go. There's the big one, huh, Dan? You know, better with a longer conversation. But I think you show up every day doing what you're doing, and along the way, life leaves little clues. So I didn't know about public speaking, for example, until I was asked to teach a class. And I was nervous about it and wasn't very comfortable with it. But when I did it, it was like, ooh, there was something about that that felt awfully good. And it was like a little tuning fork went off. And that's why you want to find out those little things that mean the most to you. And along the way, you know, sometimes you get the big hallelujah moment and the Red Sea parts, but that's not how I find most people find out this dynamic. And a purpose can also be made up of a series of things. There's a purpose if you have a family in raising your family. And there's a season in life where your purpose is, you know, that. I'm in a situation now where I'm about to have the empty nest. Well, that purpose is changing for my family. So there's different seasons, there's different reasons, different places on the journey. And so I think you're asking a very common question, a very popular question. And I think what you want to do is fight, bite, scratch, and claw to continue to put yourself in position to analyze what you do and why you do it. Find out what gives you that tuning fork moment. Like for me, in real estate, it was helping a first-time buyer who never thought they could buy a house get a house when it was along those lines in the speaking business. It was when I could help someone who was in real dire straits, you know, start from a very tough spot and over time change their business life around. That's just the stuff for me, and that's still the stuff for me. Those are the notes I carry around in a briefcase and or my backpack, as it now is. So those are the things. So I think you want to put yourself in a spot to keep doing, keep trying, and then just keep analyzing. And along the way, you'll get little gifts like breadcrumbs, like uh, Hansel and Gretel. And then you follow the breadcrumbs. And a lot of times you don't even know if you're 
necessarily pursuing a purpose until such time as you start to get more and more opportunity to do that, which really uh, floats your boat. And along with that, along with that, when you're doing your purpose, there'll be setbacks, there'll be difficulties, there'll be things that go wrong. That's just part of the journey. So hopefully that helps you. Who's next? Joseph Diasada, Houston, Texas. Joseph, my man, how are we doing? I'm <laughs> great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me today. My question is, how do you stay motivated when sometimes your personality can take you down different paths? Well, I can speak autobiographically to this, Joseph. Here's the thing. I'm a pretty intense puppy, and I'm a refiner by nature, so I like to improve things. And what happens is I can find myself, instead of improving things, finding fault with things. And then the next thing is instead of, oh, yeah, we could change this, we could change that, the next thing you know, you're a critic. Next thing you know, you're pointing out everything that's wrong. And so here's the thing. Think about what I do for a living. Nothing worse than a grumpy motivational speaker. Would you agree? And so <laughs> so, exactly so right. here's the deal. So it's just a matter of, like, how to stay motivated. You know, Ziegler used to say we do motivation every day because it's like bathing, right, because it doesn't last. Other people use that as an excuse not to do it. You know, I tried the motivational stuff. I listened to stuff. But then my other nature took over, and it just didn't stick. It's a daily, daily, moment-by-moment worthwhile grind now here's the thing i've met you many many occasions joseph and you're a guy that most people would say just has phenomenal energy a positive guy you're very out there on social media always doing positive and upbeat things but sometimes the tank runs empty right sometimes you don't feel like being joe the performer and sometimes it goes sideways and we all have this inner dialogue that goes on inside our own life and you know that inner dialogue sometimes can be very very harsh very very judgmental and the forces around us whether it's the news media and everything else and it's like and then you got the negative relatives you got the clients you got transactions that go sideways and it just drains you and i just think the big thing is you get up the next day and you go okay what can i do today and so you know you think about it the great geniuses behind the aa meeting and it's one day at a time and oh yeah i'm not an alcoholic or i don't have a drug problem let me tell you we all have a life problem and i think motivation is one day at a time I think success is one day at a time. I think relationships are one day at a time. I think business is one day at a time. You got to have the long-term vision. You got to have the long-term picture. But I think success is one day at a time. And so here's the thing. It's like, okay, yesterday I had a pity party. You know, I was grumpy. I said a few things I didn't want to say. I did this or that. Great. What can I do today? And you start over. And I think that's the key. The more new beginnings you have like that, then uh, the better life you end up living. Awesome. Thank you so much. Joe, thanks for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you soon. My pleasure. Who's next? Hi, this is Sunny, and I'm from Toronto. Hey, Sunny, how you doing? I'm fantastic, Brian. Wonderful. And I think you made my day, week, and a year ahead by giving me the opportunity to have a word with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Brian, my question is, uh, I've gone through my profile a number of times, and I don't understand how I can use that to my maximum potential. I read through it, I underline it, but I can't understand how I should be inputting in the practical use of it. Great. So you've been in the coaching program. We use a a technology called a heritage profile, which is an analysis of your natural gifts and abilities. And then we try to match up your performance with the things you're naturally designed to do. So give me a couple of key attributes on your profile, and maybe I can walk you through just a few of these. Sure. From the structure family, I'm marksman, and from the learn family, I'm practitioner, mm-hmm. and from the intense competitor, it's Olympian. 
Okay, so you have a marksman in your profile, you're an Olympian, and what was the other one? Practitioner. Practitioner. Okay, great. So this is kind of the opposite of abstract. This is about as practical as we can make it. So the marksman needs a target, right? Every marksman needs a target. So you need to have very specific goals so you can get feedback on how you're doing. Okay, so you need to have a target for everything you're trying to get accomplished, not just in your business. So if you're doing something with your health, view it like a target. A marksman, picture yourself with a bow and arrow, okay? And you have a series of concentric circles. And so let's say it's uh, in your business. Here's the business I want to do. Here's the revenue I want to generate. Here's the number of customers I need to generate. It needs to be a series of targets, okay? Practitioner, that's a guy that wants to get his hands dirty, so I like that. You're not someone who's going to sit around and, and you're a guy that learns by doing. So that's fantastic. So you're, okay, I have these goals. I have this target. This is what I'm trying to reach. I'm going to learn by doing, so I'm going to roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty. And then you're an Olympian, and an Olympian likes to compete. So you need to put yourself in a situation where you need to compete with yourself and others. So, for example, you're up there in Toronto where we have thousands of customers in Canada. And so what you should find is people in a small group, people like yourself, not to compete against them, but compete with them. Okay. For example, the great Seabiscuit, the horse, he never won a race until he was four years old. When they started training him to run against other horses in practice, that's when he started winning. And so you might have a little sea biscuit in you where you need to compete against yourself, but you also need to compete with others, not against others. And so you need to be around people of like mind that maybe are at your production levels or maybe a little bit higher and connect with them. What are you doing? How are you doing it? You know, that's what I did with, you know, I talk about my relationship with Joe Nego. Joe Nego was a guy that was selling 250 homes a year and I was selling 70, 80. He pushed me to sell more homes. I pushed him how to increase his average sales price when we were in the real estate business together. And so it, it helped one another. So you look at your profile, and I would say this to you. The Heritage Profile is a very deep, profound profile. It's a very deep, profound tool. In fact, we have a whole new upgrade coming to it next year. And so those three that you just brought up, Marksman, fantastic, very practical, very, very practical. You just need a set of targets. And for every area of your life, you need a set of targets. Practitioner means I'm going to keep learning and I'm going to keep doing. And Olympian means I'm going to go compete. And you want to compete with yourself and compete with others. And you'll be using your profile to help you. Does that make sense? Perfect. Beautiful. Absolutely. Pleasure talking to you today, Sonny. Appreciate you calling in. Who's next? Mary in line over in the park, Kansas. Hey, Mary. How you doing? Thanks for joining me today. I am doing well. Thank you so much. Great. What's your question? My question is, I am a listing manager for one of the top teams in Overland Park, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of agents on our team, so there's a lot of things that I have to manage, mm -hmm. and I just want to know how to like to make that better working environment for everybody. Great. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Tell me okay. where it hurts. Tell me where right now you find the struggle with the day-to-day -day work, getting organized. Yeah, the organization, because I have a lot of different agents coming at me at different times with stuff. Right. So we have a listing that needs to go on. We need to do photos. We need to get them the paperwork, and I need to do this. So there's a lot in mm -hmm. play, as well as with our client events and stuff that we do as well. Right. So it's like just being able to manage and just manage the temperature of the clients and the agents and make sure everything works out. Right. So this is great. So it's very easy in most people when it gets to work to be feeling overwhelmed. And it's like you're standing there and you're – 
you're like the boy with the finger in the dike, right? And another hole breaks out, and another hole breaks out, <laughs> and you have all these agents, and everything's last minute, and everything's a panic, and yet there's yep. functional things that have to get done, and so on and so forth. So Stephen Covey wrote a great book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of those seven habits was a principle called First Things First. And the key component here is that all organization, to me, breaks down into prioritization and systemization. Everything. Everything. And you can imagine here at Buffini Company, we have tens of thousands of clients. We have hundreds of thousands of people in our database. We've got events and coaching and this and that and a million other things. And so how do you manage it all? And so it gets down to first things first. And what are the non-negotiables? What are the big, important things that have to get done? So, for example, let's say, yeah, you need to get a picture for a listing done, but you miss out on the client party for the whole group. Oops, right? So that becomes a problem. So what happens is it's not like, oh, either or. I either do the big party or I put your picture in. Both things have to be done. The question is, when do both things have to be done? And so what you have to have is a little bit of time for yourself that's kind of like, I used to say, it's always good to develop a do not disturb sign for your forehead. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And also for your office. Like, it's okay for you to have power hour in session on the door and, hey, come back and see me in 30 minutes, okay? Because agents can be like a bunch of little kids and like, hey, you got a second, you got a second, you got a second, you got a second. And next thing you know, the date is over. (laughs) You go home and you say out loud, what the heck did I get done today? Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get it done. So I would say this. You need to make a list of your absolute highest priority. So you know how we teach about the database and your A pluses and your A's and your B's and your C's? You need to do that with tasks. You need to do that with tasks. And what are the priorities? And you should ask the owners of the business what they agree are the priorities. But I would go first, Mm -hmm. put your list together, and it should be all of those things that are obviously driving the biggest economic factors for the organization. And then this is the priority. So these become the A pluses. These are the non-negotiables. And once these things are done, you have to carve out time for these no matter what. And then there's the A's, and then there's the B's, and then the C's. Now what happens over time is eventually sometimes you'll find out that you could do a little innovation and a little technology or a little something where these smaller C activities can be compiled and done easier. Okay, But I think once you have a game plan in place where you're going to work every day and you know – because the worst feeling in the world is I can't win. The worst feeling in the world is I can't make everybody happy. The worst feeling in the world is I can't make anybody happy because everything's just coming at me. So you're playing defense. What you want to do is you want to go on offense. You want to prioritize what's on your list, prioritize the most important things, you know, the big rocks as we talk about, then the pebbles, then the sand, and then the water. And you have to come up with that list. I would give that list then to your bosses in the building. Do you get them to sign off on that? And then you're able to articulate that and say, listen, you're a priority to me. Mr. and Mrs. Agent, and that right there is something I'm going to get to before I, I close up shop today. I just can't get to it now, and that's okay. Does that help at all? Yes, that does help. It okay. helps a lot. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, you keep chipping away. I'm sure okay. all the people around you, whether they express or not, appreciate what you do, but it's important to know what a good day looks like and what a win is for you, okay? Yes. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. You okay. bet. Take care. Who's next? Jacob Hall at Sherwood, Arkansas. Hey, come on, Arkansas. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Jacob. How are you doing today? What's your question? I'm doing well. I've just been following you forever, and I appreciate you for everything. Go to all your conferences in Dallas and Fort Worth this past year. 
just curious as to what inspired the motivations to want to push you beyond your power of where you thought you could be in life. Huh. You know, it's funny because I would say I didn't fully understand the motivation behind what I do today until many, many, many years into it. I felt compelled once I had a chance to help people. My wife saw me speaking and said, you know what, you got a gift in this area. You should share what you're doing. We've been blessed. Why don't you tell people how you're successful? But ultimately, in order to pursue this, it required a level of drive and the willingness to go through all kinds of setbacks and challenges and difficulties that was probably beyond just the normal. So a good phrase I can say is often out of your pain comes your purpose. And so all of these characters that I have brought to the marketplace, whether they're with us or they've passed on, the Zig Ziglers and the Jim Rohns and the Earl Nightingales and the Napoleon Hills, I learned and I grew. I was really hungry to grow. I was an immigrant. I was obviously starting at the very bottom rung, but I was hungry to grow. I was hungry to change my circumstances. And so all of these guys and gals and Dorothea Brand and Ogmandino, all these people I read and learned from, they had such a huge impact on me. And the truth of the matter is, is I eventually got to build relationships with almost all of these people. Some of them had obviously passed on before I even started listening to them. But a lot of them, Zig and Jim and all of these characters became great friends. But... I actually never had a mentor. I never really had somebody who took me under their wing. And I think it was something I was always desirous of. You know, I have a great dad, but my dad really never knew what to do with me. He's a quiet man, wasn't really a guy that really offered much advice or that kind of stuff. Taught me how to paint, which was great. But I really wanted to grow and develop in the area of personal growth and development. And I think it was the absence of having that in my life created in me a burning desire to provide that for other people. And so when you really start digging into this stuff, you find out what your motivations are. And like I said, I never fully got that. And that hunger and that gap is what's kept me growing. It keeps me growing today. It keeps me reading. And now it's not that I've grown beyond mentorship or whatever else, but when I meet somebody today, I'm in a pretty good spot. And a lot of times I'm in a better spot than the person who's written the book or or is doing the class or that kind of thing. And so... I think that gap in my life and that gap in my own journey created in me a hunger to grow and to learn, and it ultimately left me with this void that I tried to fill by bringing these different mentors and teachers and trainers to other people, because I know a lot of people haven't had that kind of mentoring or training. And so, like I say, sometimes in your pain, you find your purpose, and I think it's a great question, but that's actually probably still the motivation today, and today it's not a pain, today it's a joy. And it's a privilege. And I get to do this. You know, I'm here today. I'm in San Diego. I'm in a lovely studio in my own office. And I get to talk to someone like you who's trying to grow and change. And that's kind of a privilege. So it's a neat deal. Well, I appreciate you so much. I've been in real estate for five years and just started going with you for the last three. And can't get enough of you. My first coaching session starts tomorrow, actually. So I appreciate you for everything. Well, you're in for the ride of your life there, Jacob, and we're going to make you a star down there in Arkansas. I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you so much for answering me. Thanks for calling in today. Who's next? Brian, we had an Ask Brian question come in from Trey McCallie. How do I fall in love with the grind process? Mm. I've heard you and Nick Saban talk about loving the process of success. I'm a hard worker, and I'll do what it takes to be successful. But I can honestly say I don't love every day in my business. Great. Welcome. Welcome. 
you know, like I said, I'm living the dream. But along with the dream come a few nightmares, okay? There's setbacks. There's difficulties. And embracing the grind is ultimately, it is the characteristic of the highest achievers. So you have your eyes on the bigger prize. You have a set of goals that are aspirational. You have something you're trying to accomplish and achieve. And along the way, you know, when you plant roses, there's fertilizer involved, okay? And sometimes you got to shovel your way through that, you know? And that's part of the deal. And it's not what the movies portray. It's not what people's view of success is. The truth is we want it to be quick. We want it to be easy. We want it to be three payments in 1995. The big question for somebody is, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. I don't even know if this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, and I don't even know if this is my purpose. Or I don't know that I have the goals that I want. I think the key is to find there's something about each day that's a blessing. First of all, it's the smallest things, right? So if you manage to get your leg out of bed in the morning and stand upright, it's a good day, okay? And you're, you're starting off. And we all lose sight of that. Like I said, I, I've told a story in the past of for 17 years flying around the country. I had three different Learjets. And, you know, I had a guy who worked for me for a while who came from humble means and a humble background. And one day, he's 10 years flying on a private jet me. He pitches a fit. And we stopped over in Colorado Springs, and we didn't have cheese and crackers. We had a steak dinner in New York on the way out, catered into the jet. We're flying at 47,000 feet, no waiting in lines, no air traffic holdups, no security. Drove right to the plane, driving straight home. Stopped off to refuel in Colorado Springs. And this guy's pitching a fit because we have no cheese and crackers on the plane. And it's just easy to lose perspective. And we all look at that. And I, I use that example because, oh, man, what an idiot. But here's the thing. The question I have for everybody listening today, when have you pitched a fit about the cheese and crackers in your life? You know what I mean? And you look around and, you know, I was just talking with Mitch Albom here the other day and getting involved with his charity in Haiti and the most basic needs that these people have and the thrill on their face, these little girls getting hairbands and thinking, you know, that Christmas just arrived, a flushing toilet, and it's like, oh, my gosh. So we lose perspective. That's easy. And that happens to us all. And in the midst, even of pursuing the dream, there's a grind. And if you look at all of these people, look at the sports world. It's all the stuff they do off camera. It's the workouts. It's the rehab. Coming back from injury. Dealing with lacks of confidence and dealing with challenges. You know, great quarterbacks throw interceptions. And great running backs fumble the ball. And everybody gets dinged up and banged up. And it's all we want to see is the Lombardi Trophy and the Super Bowl being handed off and then the parade, and all the adulation, and all the success, and all the money. And the bottom line, those are kind of the smaller moments. The grind is the bigger moment. And the key is to find something about each day you enjoy. Find some aspect of what you do each day that you enjoy. There's one little victory you had that you enjoy. And I think, to me, that's how you embrace the grind. It's like, what one thing did I say today? That was a win. And then the rest was just a day. And I think the more we do that, the better. Well, we've had a great time today. I really appreciate all you folks tuning in. It's been a fantastic time. It was great to hear from some folks I'd never met before. Thanks so much for calling in. We hope to do some more of this. We hope this is beneficial. And we're going to open this up more and more. If you have a chance to ask a question on the Brian Buffini Show, that we can get your questions answered. Before I finish up today, I'm going to throw this over to our moderator and producer, Mr. David Lally, as he wraps up our show for today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Brian. And a big thanks to all the callers today. If you'd like to ask Brian a question, join the Insiders Club by visiting thebrianbuffinishow.com slash insider, and then just click on Ask Brian. For today, 
I'll leave you with Brian's mum, Therese, for a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. 